welcome to Church Experience Online. We're so happy you joined us today. As you watch this teaching video, if you have any questions or need help getting connected, please don't hesitate to reach out by phone or email. Also, our website is the best place to go if you would like to access helpful Growth Steps resources, join a serving team, connect in a life group, get your questions answered, or support this movement financially by giving online. At the end of this teaching video, you'll hear one of our Church Experience original worship songs, and we hope that gives you an opportunity to worship and reflect on what you learned. Thanks again for joining us at Church Experience Online. We all have walls that stand between us and what we can become. Walls that look like We're praying, we're praying for breakthrough. You know, that's, that's my, my hope is that today that you'll experience some breakthrough in your life. That's, that's, that's where we want to go, breakthrough. And, you know, I had a, a message that was already written. It, it, it was done. It was ready. It just, just needed to be prepared, prayed through, delivered. And, and man, it, it was set. And I felt like on Friday night as I was putting some thoughts together on, on what to say, you know, during that worship time, we were talking about the loss we've had as a church you know, I was really praying through it, and I felt like God was giving me more. He was giving me more than just some comments to share between some worship songs, but I felt like God was giving me a message to share that was meant to be a, 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 the message that we share today. And so the, the, the message I was going to speak, I'm going to bump that to next week, and I'm excited about that. But today, I just want to kind of give you something that, that God put on my heart uh, just this weekend as I was reflecting on everything that's happened since Easter Sunday. And, uh, you know, we, we ha having a, a tragic loss due to suicide, it, it, it rocks you, it impacts you. Someone that you know that's a friend and someone that's involved in our church, it, it's, it's impacting. And, you know, there's a verse that, that, that was coming to my mind in John chapter 10, a verse that I've heard for years, but I think I see it differently than I did before. John 10, Jesus' words, verse 10, he says, the thief, talking about the devil, he comes to, to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. What, is, what does that mean? I, to me, it means a lot of things. That's why we started this church. In fact, our, our very heartbeat, our mission that we say for this church is to help more people experience a full life in Jesus Christ. That's, that's why we're here. That's why we do what we do in this new three-year-old church. And, and, and it's, it's to help people experience a full life in Christ. One of, the, one of the ways I can explain what that means to me is in a prayer that I have on the inside cover of my Bible. And on Saturday night, I kneel down and I, and I pray this prayer for you before I, I teach. And, and part of that prayer 
I say, God, thank you that I get to preach about the life-changing and life-giving message of forgiveness. That's huge. Eternal life. Companionship with you, God. And then, and then later in the prayer, I ask God, I say, God, may you, may you use this message to convict those struggling in sin, to set captives free, to heal the broken, bring comfort for the lonely, encourage the discouraged, bring hope to the hopeless, give vision to the purposeless, and help everyone take a step closer to you in the life they were meant to live. And so when I think of a full life in Jesus Christ, that's some of the things I'm thinking about, forgiveness and, and freedom and healing and hope and joy and and companionship with the Father in heaven that loves us. I mean, and that and so much more. And, and God, man, he has, he has so much more for us in this full life as we find him and follow him. And, and I'm giving my life to that mission. And I think there's probably a lot of you that are doing the same thing as you show up and attend and serve and give and, and, and volunteer and a part. Of, why? Because, because we believe that matters. But there's a whole other part of that verse that, Although the part I just read about a full life, that kind of captures me because it's really visionary. There's a whole other part of that verse that, that shows that there's actually more going on than just God pulling us towards something. There's actually opposition. There's someone trying to take something from us. In December, I was a part of a white elephant gift exchange. A little group of friends got together and everyone brought something that was not of value. You've been a part of these things before, right? I mean, you bring something that you found in your garage or something that, you know, you, you got on discount that you would never normally buy, but you bought it specifically for the white elephant gift exchange. And, and if you were part of one of these before and it was done right, how you do is the, the first person opens the gift and you look at it and everybody laughs and like, okay, that's, that's a horrible gift. It's funny. But, but every once in a while, there's a gift that someone brings that's actually a decent gift. And part of the game when it's done right is that you, you kind of steal gifts from each other. So the person opening the first gift, that's theirs unless the next person decides not to open their gift and they open your gift. And so what they can do is they can say, all right, I'm going to take your gift now that I know what it is and I'm going to keep that. You can open my gift. And so there's this trading, this stealing from each other, this taking from each other trying to get the gift that you really want. And there was one gift that that came out in this gift exchange. It was like a little water fountain light type thing, this waterfall deal. It was a decent gift. Maybe not something anyone would have ever bought on their own, but it was way better than almost all the other gifts. And so everybody wanted that one. And I happened to get the little lit up waterfall flowy thing. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm, I might be able to use that for something. So I was kind of excited about it. Well, someone else's turn and, and they had a gift in front of them. And they said, well, instead of opening this, I'm going to take Brandon's gift. I'm like, come on, seriously, you're taking my, my little waterfall thing. I kind of like it. I'm, I'm attached now. They're like, no, I'm, I'm taking that. So, so they took it. Well, this, this kind of transpired in, over the course of some time to be kind of a, a bigger thing where we had some texts going back and forth. And it was like, hey, Brandon, I'm really enjoying this, this little waterfall around my house. It's so, so serene. You know, I just like it. I, I pray. I put it on. It's just great. And it's like, Text back, oh, thanks for rubbing that in. I, I hope it doesn't lose any of the serenity knowing that you stole it, right? <laughs> and then, yeah, I do feel guilty. You're right. You know, so, so I kind of carried on. It, you know, it, maybe, maybe the idea of someone taking something in that game is kind of fun. But, but usually if someone takes something from you, 
it, it, it wounds you, it, it hurts you, it angers you. I mean, if someone takes something from you that's not theirs and it's yours, how does that make you feel? Do you, can you remember a time when someone took something from you? I, I, re, I remember I shared last year a story where someone had taken some really valuable things from me. They broke into our vehicle and they stole some stuff. And, and I, I shared that story, some things I couldn't replace and just the feeling of that loss. And when, when I look at this, this verse in John 10, I see that, that Jesus is the giver. He wants to give life to the full. And so Jesus has what's best for you, but there's also a taker. There's also someone out to take something from you, and that's the devil, your, your enemy. And, and Jesus calls him here a thief. He, he, he brands him, he labels him by his nature. He's someone who steals and takes from us. Verse 10, it says, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I've come that they may have life and have it to the full, says Jesus. So he says, I'm, I'm trying to give, the devil's trying to take. He's trying to, he's trying to steal from you. He's trying to steal your joy. He's trying to steal your purpose. He's trying to steal your hope for the future. He's trying to take your peace. The devil is trying to steal from you. He's a thief. He's your enemy. He's your enemy, and there is an enemy. Some people live their life like there's no enemy. And then they walk around and something really tragic happens or bad happens or they get sucked into some sin or addiction or problem and they, and they think, well, how did that happen? <laughs> well, it's just helpful to know that we're, we're, we're in a battle where we live on a battleground that, that although we, we might be surrounded by blue skies and, suns, and sunshine, it's beautiful, it's an amazing thing, but there's actually a, a battle going on in that context and, there, and there's a battle for you, for your life, and there's an enemy that's trying to take from you. It also says he's trying to destroy. That means if you're a follower of Jesus, he's trying to destroy your relationships. If you're married, he's trying to destroy your marriage. If you have kids, he's trying to destroy their future. He's trying to destroy your, 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 your character. He's trying to destroy your future. He's trying to destroy your freedom. Anything good in your life. Why? Because he's trying to get at God. He wanted to, to be in God's place. He wanted to have the authority and power of God, and God threw him out of heaven. And ever since that time, he knows he's lost. He knows in the end, the final day, he... He will, he will lose. And so in the meantime, he's doing everything he can to get at God by getting at you and trying to destroy you and trying to take from you. See, here, here's a lesson. God's church is under attack. God's church, that means if you're a follower of Jesus, see, the church is not a program or an organization. The church is a people. And so if you're a follower of Jesus and, and you're his and you're, you've been adopted into God's family, you've admitted your sin, you've received Christ in your heart, you're living for him, you are under attack. You're in the crosshairs of the devil. He's got you on his hit list. He, he wants to stop what God's wanting to do in your life. Jesus is wanting more for you. The devil's trying to take from you. And because he's got you in his sights, the devil knows your weaknesses. He's watching you for your blind spots. He knows where you lack discipline and where you can be exploited to hurt yourself or to hurt others. That should make you very aware that you're in a fight. Found myself in my early 20s standing between two guys that wanted to kill each other. I had my hand on both of their chests. I was trying to push them away as they're violently trying to get at each other, yelling at each other. I was the only thing between them and an all-out fight. And how I got there is a whole other story, but, but I, I knew one of the guys really well, 
didn't know the other guy at all, and I knew that they were going to destroy each other if I wasn't there. And they, they wanted at it. Well, eventually, the guy that I didn't know grabbed me and threw me to the ground and attacked the other guy, and the guy I knew punched him in the face, and, and I was able to get back in there and finally split them up, and we left. And, and man, I'll just never forget that moment. I grew up in a, in a big public high school, and I, I remember a number of fights. I, I remember the sounds, the sights, someone grabbing someone's hair and throwing them to the ground, the, the smack of a jaw, the blood. I, I, I can see it. I can, it. When you experience something like that, right, because you, if you've seen something like that, it's hard to forget. You remember. It's vivid. It's a fight. And maybe it would be helpful to know in those kind of terms that that what you're in the middle of is not a casual disagreement between two acquaintances. What you're in the middle of, whether you like it or not, because you're in this world, you're in the middle of a battle that's going on for your life, for your soul, for your future. There's an enemy that would love to destroy you, that would love to tear you down and pull you to pieces, you're under attack. The church, God's church is under attack. Our church experience family is under attack. That should make us angry. Your battle, though, is not your battle alone. It's, it's much bigger than that. It's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. So that person that you feel like is always opposing you, that problem in your life that you can't seem to get around. It's not just about that person. It's not just about that situation or that struggle. The battle is much bigger than that. It's not even really about those other people or that circumstance. There's something else going on. It's just so good to be aware of and pull back the curtain and see what's going on. It says our battle is not against, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces. So he's talking in terms of the spiritual world against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Man, that's a game changer when you get that. Man, there's more going on. My, my life is opposed. So when things seem like they're falling apart, it's not just a bad day. It's not just circumstance. It, there's, it, when I try to move, I can't tell you how many times someone said, man, I was really starting to grow in my faith and I, I made some new decisions. And then it got hard, and I'm like, well, yeah, because the devil's fine to leave you in your sin. The devil's fine to leave you running down the broad road that it leads to destruction, and he'll, he'll let you have fun along the way. He'll, the devil will be, he's fine with you destroying your future. <laughs> you go have fun, go party, go live life, go do your thing, just go, just go, just live, chase money, chase pleasure, chase whatever. Ha, go have at it, because he knows in the end that that road leads to destruction. In Proverbs, it says that there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. And the devil knows that. He's been deceiving people for, for thousands of years. See, this is what he does. And, and, and he's happy to let you be blinded to the fact that there's a battle going on for your soul, but there is, and it should make us angry that it's going on. It's just helpful to know where the, where the fight really is. It's just helpful to know that. I was shooting around in a gym at a church I grew up in. And as I was shooting around, I, in a moment where I, I lifted up to shoot, I felt a sting in my, my leg, in the side of my leg. And, and I, uh, what, what is that? And, and it felt to me like there was a bee inside my basketball shorts. And that's a really bad place for a bee to be. And so I, 
I was like, what am I going to do? I'm here and I'm in a public place. And so I ran, I sprinted into a side room. And as soon as I got through the doorway, I pulled my shorts down. And I stepped outside my shorts and I'm there looking for a bee to come out or a spider or something that just stung me. And I, I'm kind of like putting myself in a kind of defensive posture because I don't know what's in there. I just know it stung me. And I put my hand close to, you know, the pocket and, and, I, and I put my hand in the pocket and ah, it got me again. Like, what is that? Well, after a few minutes of this little dance of waiting for something to come out and trying to slowly get my hand in there and see what it's stinging me, and I, I can't let this go on forever. I'm in a public place. My shorts are on the ground. So, like, I, I, I carefully kind of turned my pocket inside, and, and, and I looked inside, and there was a, a pushpin that had got inside my pocket. It wasn't a pee. It didn't sting me. I, I had put a pushpin. Never put a pushpin in your pocket, but... Somehow I had put it in there thinking I was going to take care of it later, and I forgot about it. And the motion of shooting it, 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 just, it, just, it just pinched me, and it, it pressed in. And see, it's helpful to know where the pain in your life is coming from. And, and you know, sometimes the pain is because we make bad decisions, and, and we do things that, that we shouldn't do, and we, we make poor choices. But even that, there's, there's a whole story behind that of why and, and where that comes from, and See, you're in the midst of a much larger story, and when things in the world don't go as they should, it's not just that circumstance happens. It's that there's a battle going on. There are others in the battle, though, also. And I titled this message, Your Battle is Not Your Fight Alone, because it is your battle, and you have a battle that's different than my battle, and it's different than the battle of the person next to you and behind you and beside you. But what we have in common is that we're, we all have battles, and you don't have to fight alone in your battle. Even though it's your battle, it's not just your battle because we fight together. And, and God fights for us and he fights with us. And if you'll allow him, and if you'll allow his church, if you'll allow us, then we can be stronger and better together. The enemy, though, he does so much more than just take. And he does so much more than just destroy. In fact, I heard someone say that, that life, although we'd love it to be a cruise ship, is really more like a battleship. Because you're in the midst of a battle in your life where the enemy's trying to steal and he's trying to destroy. But it also says another word that hit me freshly this week after the loss we had in it. And it says in John 10.10 10, that the devil also comes to kill. He comes to kill. He's not just trying to take from you. He's trying to kill. He's trying to destroy. And, you know, we have a man down this week, and it was a person that was taken from us because of our enemy, the devil, is really where the fault is. It's, it's, it's in the devil and, and what he did, and that should make us angry. And, and, and our enemy is out to take life. God's word tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it's, it says, be, be alert and sober mind because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a, a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Looking for the person who's vulnerable. Do you know when you're vulnerable? Do you know when you're most vulnerable? It's when you're alone. It's when you're alone. That's when you're most vulnerable, when, when, when you're alone. And one of the things that we first learn as we follow Jesus is that we're never alone because he's with us if we'll allow him to lead us and be in our life. But then also we weren't meant to do life alone because God has his church and he wants us to have relationships where we can do life together. And I was just really... Thinking about this, this today, knowing that it was a tough day for our church family because we have had some loss in a tragic way. And I, I was thinking about how I know that 
the, the gentleman that, that we lost in our, our church family is, was not the only one. I know he's not the only one that struggled with suicidal thoughts. or you know, He's not the only person that struggled with self-harming. And I, that's prevalent in our culture. And that, that happens. And, and I would just love to speak just for a moment to maybe the person that's here today. Maybe a number of people are here that have struggled with that. And maybe that's not your struggle, but I'd imagine you have some kind of struggle that you've kept inside and you haven't let others know. And I just want you to know one thing. Like, you're being lied to. You may not realize it, but you're being lied to, and you're buying the enemy's lies. And for you just to be aware of the fact that there's someone that's whispering in your ear and lying to you that's trying to steal from you, he's trying to destroy you, but ultimately he's trying to kill you. And any thoughts you ever have on harming yourself is straight from the devil trying to kill you. He's trying to take what God has given you and wants to give you, which is life to the full. The very opposite thing of life to the full is death, and he's trying to bring that to you while Jesus is trying to give you lies. And so if you're hearing that, it's the devil trying to take from you what God wants to give to you, which is life. And, he, and, he's, and, he, and, he, and if, you'll, if you'll listen to him, the devil will ruin you. He'll ruin your sense of peace and joy. He knows it's going to hurt others around you too. That's one of the things I think some of us learned this week, again, is that, 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 that our decisions, they don't just impact us. That's part of the devil's lie is that he tells you that, hey, just you don't have any hope or he gets you to a place of despair. And, man, when you should reach out and get help, you don't. And, and, and so he just lies and adds more lies onto it. He says, hey, just, just don't worry. Just no one cares, and so just do this thing, and this is just about you, and it's not just about you. In fact, if you're involved in any kind of sin, like an addiction, any decision you make, really, it's not just about you, it's about others, because there's a lot of people that you hurt when you hurt yourself in any way, and you might hurt yourself just by being stuck in an addiction, and you're saying, well, this is my problem, and I can't get out of this, and I'm, I'm stuck, and I'm trying through this, but listen, like, you're not able to live the life God wants you to live because you're in that, and you're not free to help others to be light in the world because you're, you're in bondage, you're being held down by this, this, this chain and this weight, and so we, we don't sin alone, we don't make decisions alone, and when you, when you hurt yourself, you hurt so many other people, it's a very self-focused thing to do, and what, what the devil loves to do is to get your eyes in any area of life on just yourself, on just your own problems, on just your own situation. And, and Jesus, when he came and, and he was asked by the real religious crowd, like, hey, what, there's so much here. Like, what does it really come down to? He said two things. It's really simple. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. It comes down to love. Loving God, loving others. And so it was not about a self-focus. It was getting our eyes off of self onto God onto others. But what the devil will do is, he, because he will lie to you, he will twist that focus where, from where it should be on God in worship, right, and, and on, on others and serving. And, and what he'll do is just get you to focus on self. And he'll ruin you by focusing on self. This is what I want. This is what I, what I, I need and what I should get. And this is what I care about. It's, it's all about me and what I want and I and me and my. And, 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 and he'll get you so focused on yourself and then he'll lie to you. So, Maybe a good thing that could come out of a horrible situation is that maybe today someone could decide to pull back the curtain. Say, you know what? I'm tired of being lied to. I'm tired of losing this battle. I'm tired of struggling with this. I've been fighting alone. I need to let others help me. I, I need to open up and just to a couple trusted friends, maybe to a good Christian counselor, which we have a great one we'd love to recommend to you. If, if you need help, let me know, please. We'd love to reach out. Uh, but, you, but you don't have to fight alone. You, you don't battle alone. That's how you lose is you're vulnerable when you fight alone. So let God help. 
Let others help and speak up. Whatever your struggle, whatever the issue, whatever the challenge, the addiction, the problem, the sin, the pain, whatever it is, you can be assured that the person beside you and behind you also has had pain and struggles and battles. You're not alone. In fact, this is a very safe place to speak up and share. And, to, and, and because we're, we're not focused on judging others or focusing on flaws or failures, we understand that none of us are perfect. And so we want to help each other become who God wants us to be. And so speak up and share. You know, if you, you battle the devil alone, you're going to lose. I think that's the heart of what I want you to know today is that if you battle alone, you're going to lose. Why? Because the devil's a master liar. Think about that. That's in your notes. Maybe you want to write that down. It would be help, helpful just to look at that. The devil is a master liar. He is. He's a horrible, horrible person that's great at something. He's great at lying. Jesus tells us this in John chapter 8, verse 44. He says, he, says, he the devil, was a murderer from the beginning. He's always been about taking life, not holding to the truth. For there's no truth in him. He, when he lies, he speaks his native language. He is a liar and the father of lies. You can't be more clear. Jesus is like, like listen, when, he, when he's lying, that's, that's his natural self. Like when he lies, that's his native language. He's the father of lies. He's a master of lies. He's so great. And this, why is this important? Man, why, why are you taking us down this road today? Man, just, I want to think about the positive and the good. And like why? Here's why you need to know. Because you can't live life to the full. You, you can't really find and follow Jesus unless you overcome this this pull to, to in, into the, the taking and the destroying and the killing that the devil wants to pull you into. And unless you overcome that, you can't have life to the full. Now, Jesus can help you have life to the full, but, but knowing that you have an enemy that's trying to destroy, it's powerful. That Knowing that he is a liar, knowing that when, 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 he, when he battles against you, he's trying to deceive you, and he knows your struggles. He knows where you're weak. But you're better together. You're better when you're not alone. That's how you win. Jennifer... Every once in a while, we'll be some part of the house, and she will scream. Like, just, like, randomly out loud, like, ah! And I always come running because my heart starts beating. I think, like, I'm expecting someone's hand got cut off. There's blood. Like, I'm grabbing, like, like what, what, do, I, what do I do? How do I help? And, and it's, I'll get there. She'll be like, there's a bug! And it's always the same thing. There's a bug! I'm like, seriously, I get the house sprayed, I spray the house, I try to keep any bugs out, but inevitably there's, a, you know, it's Florida, so like there's in the garage, there's a bug, Brandon, get the bug, and she's panicked, she's not like the big bugs, right, it's, it's the big ones, the big suckers, and so I get to come in and kill the bug and be a hero, but, but part of me is like, man, could you clarify, and I'll tell her, like, hey, just, next time instead of screaming, just yell, bug, then I'll be able to like prioritize it, right, <laughs> then I'll know. That, like, this is not someone's life on the line. This is not, like, you know, drop everything and run as fast as you can and let your heart beat out of your chest. This is a bug. This is, this is a solvable problem, right? I just want to know. I want, I want to, like, clarify what's going on. But I, that's, that's her thing. She's not a fan of the big bugs, and that I get to be the hero, and we're, we're better together because I can help her. And, and, you know, and I have my things, too, and then she helps me with my things. And that's just kind of part of being a family. And, and that's the cool part about being in a family, a church family, is that you have strengths and you have weaknesses. You have areas where you see real clearly, and you have blind spots. You have areas where you have experience and areas where you have no experience, areas where you know truth, areas where you're being deceived. And everyone around you is the same way, but when we come together, the iron sharpens iron. And, and, and we benefit each other, we bless each other, we build each other up. This is why I think groups are so important. 
you know, we, we sit in rows and we worship, and I think this is so good and it's so important, but we also break into groups, and I think why groups are important, it's not just another alternative service, it's not just getting together for a, a, another Bible lesson, it's, it's getting together so that you can get close enough that hopefully over time as you get to know someone, that, that you can actually open up your life to them, that you can take off the mask that we all wear and you can share with them your real heart and what's going on in your life and you can get real with them in the struggle and you can make each other better. That's, that's why you should get on a team or get in a, in a group and so you can build relationships so your life can be better and be different and be changed. We call our, our groups here life groups and we got a lot of them. We got life groups, we got serving teams. Why, why do we call that? Because we want people to experience life together, to be in community together, to be, to be better together. And, and you know, you were not created to do life alone and, 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 and the one who is against you is stronger than you. You just need to know that. Some people think, well, I got this. I got this. I'll just, I'll just have God giving me some of, I'll come to church every once in a while. I'll get a few principles. You know, I, I got a good thing going. So I'm just going to get a few of God principles. Okay, all right. Love your neighbor as yourself. I can, I can bring that one in. I can figure that out. And I'm just kind of loving people every once in a while. And, you know, yeah, I'm good. I got some principles from God. I got some little, little nuggets. And, and I'll just keep going. And, and prayer, I'll, I'll pray a little bit. We're talking about prayer later on in this teaching series and breaking through. And our, but we're like, hey, God, just bless what I'm doing. I got a great thing going. Just, just bless my life, God. I want your blessing on my life. Just pour it a little. But I, I'm really just praying so that, you, God, you'll just kind of allow me to keep doing what I want to do. So it's really not a, a spirit-led, like, following Christ, Jesus leading your life. It's more you're still leading your life, and you're just saying, God, hey, you just, every once in a while, just, like, hop in. It's like the God Uber. You know, you just hop in. I'll give you a lift. Like, well, you just get a little ride, and you can just tell me, you give me a little, you're just talking to my ear a little bit, God, while I drive wherever I want to go. And Jesus is like, I didn't come into your life to ride shotgun. I, I, I want to come in, and I, I want to drive, because I actually know the destination. I know how to best get there. You got to trust me, right? And, and you need to slide over and let me drive. And, 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 you know, for you to know that, man, this is huge. To know that there's an enemy that's smarter than you, that, that knows how to lie to you, and if you just try to bring God in your life enough so that you kind of get a little bit, you're still driving on your own, you're still doing it on your own, you're vulnerable. Listen to what it says in, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. This is an encouragement. It says, you know, you to children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you, the Holy Spirit of God, is greater than the one who is in the world. So, so the one that's in us is greater than the one who is in the world. So with God, you can overcome, but without him, the, the devil is greater than you. So he's smarter than you. He's, he's been deceiving millions of people for, for years and years and years, and he's great at that. He's the father of all lies. He's a master deceiver. He will destroy and deceive your, your marriage, your life, your future, your family. He'll have his way with you. But with God... You can overcome him. So with God, you're stronger than him. Without God, you're vulnerable. So if you want to break through, here's the thing. You need Jesus. You need Jesus leading your life, you loving him, living for him, learning from him, not just principles about him, not just knowledge about God, not information, but you need transformation. A living, breathing, moving walk with Christ. That's what you and I need. And here, here, here's the lesson. You can get principles from God or you can get the power of God. So what do you want more? What do you want more? Do you want the principles of God just to kind of sprinkle on in your life, or do you want the power of God to change your life to allow you to overcome whatever it is you're going through? You get to decide. Do you want religion, or do you want a relationship? A relationship that has filled with power that can change your life. If you want Jesus leading your life, that's what the offer is. Not religion. It's not about learning a set of rules and what to do and not to do. That's, that's religion. 
There's all kinds of man-made religions all around the world. This is not that. There's even man-made religions that you would put in the category of Bible-believing Christianity. And it's, it's still, for them, it's about what they're doing and not doing. It's, it's, it's a way that they've made themselves feel better about what they're wanting to do, really, and, and, and bringing God into the picture. This is not that. We're talking about Jesus leading your life, a revolutionary transforming relationship with Jesus at the core, the power of God. Power is a big deal. Maybe if you're flow-grown, Florida-grown, you've lived here your whole life, maybe you've always thought, hey, man, I get people down, move down here all the time from the, the northeast, the Midwest, and they, they, they have basements up there. I think it would be cool to have a basement, but no house in Florida has a basement. I, I w- wish we had basements down here. And I'm just here to say, you don't. You don't want, I don't even, we always want what we don't have. You don't want that, right? It's, it's kind of like when you see someone on Instagram posting, like, you know, the skiing pictures, snowboarding pictures, and it looks so pretty. And you're like, you live in Florida. You're like, oh, that would be kind of fun to have snow. You don't. You don't want that. I'm just telling you. Go on vacation. That's what vacation's for. You don't want that. I'm telling you because you know, I used to live in that. I, I know that it's not just all that. It's not just the pretty snow that falls from the ground. That's why it's, it's more like black. It's in the back of the parking lot. It's gray. It's black. It's dark because it's got all, all the stuff that it's accumulated since like December and it's still there in March and it's just piled up in the back of the parking lot and nobody puts pictures of that online. Nobody puts pictures of the ice, the black ice that you, you slide across on the ground and, and you know, that spins your car out and gets you an accident. Nobody, nobody there's not a way to digitally capture the bone chilling cold that freezes your face off you just you don't you just put, put the things out there that, so we all want what we don't have and it's not the greener grass is not greener but but basements you know we, we think oh that'd be cool we don't have that here I had one I had one in Michigan and it was terrible because although it was a nice place to put our stuff I went down in the middle of the night one night my wife gave me like the elbows she's like go check out the house so I walked through the house what's going on and I stepped foot on the basement floor and it was wet I'm like that's not good this carpet the basement is wet turned the lights on and sure enough our basement was actively flooding the sump pump had gone out there was no more power to it and a sump pump if you are flow grown you you don't know what a sump pump is because you've never had one in your house but it's a little corner of your basement you got this hole and all the drain tiles go down into that hole so that water as it tries to come into your basement it gets funneled down into that hole and there's a pump that pumps the water out of the hole out to outside your house and so if everything's working right you never have water in your basement but the power goes out you're in trouble. You're bailing water, right? And so somehow our pump had gone out and it wasn't working. And we're there in the middle of the night. My wife was eight months pregnant. We're pulling back carpet, moving shelves, like moving things. It was just a nightmare. It was a mess for a long time. It took a long time to get our house put back together. It was a mess. But, but the, the, the problem was not that we didn't have the right stuff going on. We had the right system and we had the pump and we had the whole, we had all that stuff. It wasn't any of that. It was that there was no power. There was no power. And so we had a problem. Your life, it's probably not so much all the other stuff that you think it is. It's probably the power that is the problem. And if you're saying, well, I just forgot, I can't figure this out. I can't get out of this. I can't get through this. It's, it's, it's that you're doing it in your own power, and your own power is not greater than the power that's against you. But the power that's in you when you're in Jesus Christ is greater than the power that's in the world. So your problem is really a power problem. That's what's going on. You got a power problem. You're trying to do it in your own power, but you're up against a greater power. But when you get God's power in you, then your power is greater than the power that's in this world. And so God wants to bring power into your life, not just principles. You get to choose what you want. Do you want God just to kind of sprinkle on some blessing in your life and kind of give you some tips and tricks on how to do it in your own power? Or do you want God's power? See, you and I were never meant to be alone. We're never meant to be alone. And a family is a great place to be. A church family is such an important part of our lives because then we're not alone, and we're together, and we're better. My, my oldest daughter is about to turn seven here in June, 
And uh, she's so excited because her, my oldest kid, my oldest son, Jalen, will be turning 11. Kira will be turning 7. And their birthdays are four years apart, but one day apart. And so when their birthdays come, she's so excited because she's like, Brandon, we'll be, or dad, dad, we'll be 7-Eleven. Dad, we'll be 7-Eleven. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. And she's like, no, this is a big deal. Yeah, 7-Eleven. He'll be 11. I'm like, I get it. 7-Eleven, that's awesome. Let's go get Slurpees. So she's like, yeah, awesome. So we got a big thing planned in June. We're going to all go get Slurpees, and it's going to be the, the day, you know, to celebrate 7-Eleven in our family, two of our kids, and 7-Eleven's coming. And, and I think what she was saying that as I thought about it, it was kind of fun, and a little kid thing, and from a six-year-old saying, yeah, we'll be seven, but not just seven. It's going to be seven and 11. I was like, man, that's kind of cool, isn't it? Like family, it's like it's not just me that's got something going on. It's my, it's my brother too, and we're in this together. And it, I can't be 7 Eleven if it's just seven. It's just, that's not enough. But it has to be seven and eleven. Then we're seven eleven together, and it's all good. And all, all four kids get to go get Slurpees. It's gonna be a good day because it's seven and eleven, right? And I think that's the cool thing about family is that you're not just in it alone. It's not just you. That, that, that God, if you allow Him, will help you, equip you, encourage you through His church, through the body. See, you were never meant to do life alone. And you're vulnerable when you're, you're, you're alone. See, the church is a place where we can be real, where we can take the mask off. Our lives are going to be messy. None of us are going to be perfect. We need grace. We need forgiveness. We need understanding. And most of all, we need God's help. And we need each other to help us. So if you really want to break through in your life, if you really want to break through, you've got to let God break in. You can't keep it to yourself. You've got to open up and you've got to say, God, here's the struggle. It's real. It's raw. You've got to pull in some Christians in your life, and you've got to get vulnerable, and you've got to say, hey, here's the problem. Here's what I'm struggling with. I know it seems messy. I know it's messed up, but this is what's going on. Here's where I'm weak, and I want to get strong. And who's going to turn away from us that kind of uh, acknowledgement, that confession? In fact, it says in James that the, the healing comes from confession. And it's when you open up and you say, hey, I'm just going to be real. This is what's going on. You need that. You've got to get that. You've got to open up. Don't fight alone. I'm telling you, you're weak when you're alone. Final lesson comes from 1 Peter, what we read earlier, tells us that the devil's like a roaring lion. He's looking for someone to devour. Verse 9, it says, resist him, resist the devil, stand firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers, see it calls us a family, where family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. So we're all struggling, we all suffer, we all have times where there's problems and setbacks. He says, you know this is true, we're all, sorry, verse 10, and, and the God of all grace who called you into his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. You know, there's always going to be problems. There's always going to be problems. We're in a fallen, broken world. Sin has ruined, I mean, like, like I told you, I, I, I spray my house for bugs. I have somebody else come spray my house for bugs. There's inevitably a bug that pops up. There's going to be problems. I mean, you're going to have this, ah, what's happening? How did this, you're going to have, you're going to have some things that happen. But here, here's the amazing thing. That in the midst of your problems, and, and maybe you're feeling lost today. Maybe you, you knew the gentleman in our church that passed away. Maybe you've had your own loss. Maybe you've got a struggle. These words are for you. After you have suffered a little while, you're, you're going to suffer. God himself will restore you, make you strong, firm, steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. See, God's got power for you. Power to restore your life, to make you better, to get you to a better place. Ultimately, the win is God's. The best is yet to come. We believe at the end of this life, there's more. But God in this life wants to do more in you and through you. And, and you just need to know that you can. Here's the final lesson. With Jesus and his family, you can. You can. 
You can, we can, and maybe that word is the most important, we. We can, we can, we can win. And there's hope in it that we can overcome because Jesus has overcome. That's the story of Easter we celebrated last Sunday. It was an epic Sunday. It was incredible, an amazing day. Jesus has overcome the grave, the resurrection. When he died on the cross and then he came back to life and he showed himself to his followers, he was saying, you know, the death is not the end. Death is not the, the final end for your life. There's actually more for you. And I can raise whatever's dead in your life back to life. And, and whatever happens in this life, you can know that there's more for you at the end in eternal life. See, death has now lost its power. Death had a lot of power before Christ died on the cross and resurrected. It had a lot of power because death was the end, the, the penalty for sin. The Bible says that the penalty for sin is death. That's a, a physical death, but also a spiritual eternal death, a separation from a perfect God because of our sin and rebellion against him, a forever separation. But because of Jesus, we can accept him in our life, ask for forgiveness, bring the power of God into our lives, and then death has lost its power. Death has been swallowed up into victory. Like a mad dog with no teeth, a dog that's got a lot of bark and no bite, that's what death is. It's lost every bit of power over you because death has been defeated and Jesus is our victory. Come on, you guys, let's celebrate that. That's pretty awesome that we got victory in Jesus. And you can have victory. You can have victory in Christ. And today, whatever you're struggling with, you can have victory. Whatever secret you have inside, see, secrets are bad, they're toxic, they're going to eat away at you. You need to confess that thing. You need to let someone else know about it. Maybe you need a Christian counselor to help you through it, but you, don't fight that thing alone. With God, when you, when you battle with him, when you fight with him and when you allow others to help, you can overcome. Right on.
So 